Hey bro, you wanna collab? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Extra Reverb. We have returned after a while. I am Austin, aka World Famous Secret, back again with Coker, aka Coker0415, aka Coker Eastler, aka Half of Sweet Tuesday. Oh, yeah! And Jacob, aka Lucidomino. Shalom, this is Jacob, aka Lucidomino. Before we started recording, we were discussing our favorite John Lennon quotes. So please leave a comment in the uh, in the comment section. What is your favorite John Lennon quote? Personally, my favorite John Lennon quote is, "Boy, I sure hope that God don't shoot me in it." December eighth, nineteen eighty. Doesn't even sound like John Lennon. M mine's is brr. It's freezo mode right now. John Lennon, nineteen seventy one. My favorite John Lennon quote is, "Man, this spicy sandwich making me have to crap." <laughs> what year? Uh, no know. year, just his whole life. <laughs> just in general, he said that. Okay, it was a, it was a very common thing he said. <laughs> like his parents would have quoted all the time. I was like, yeah, that's just something he says all the time. I don't know what to tell you. No, no. Actually, I want to change it. I want to change my favorite John Lennon quote. My favorite John Lennon quote is, "Oi, oi, the the U.S. president is a bit sussy, isn't it?" December 5th, okay. 1972. That's where I'm gonna stop you. Oh, look at this poem. This is a good game. It's Anyways. a cold among us. Welcome to episode 27 of Extra Reverb. Um, actually, and, actually, it's 26. But anyways, who cares? And wait, are um, we really that far along? I figured we we're all like 19. I was gonna throw out a random number. Um, no, we're actually on episode 42 of Extra Reverb. The, the other, however many it's been, got canceled. They got canned. <laughs> You got canned? They got canned because... Uh, no, do you want to know what it really was? Uh, Coker was out of tune the entire, just however many episodes there were. He was just like singing an F sharp when we all wanted a G flat. So... You're an idiot. You're an actual idiot. No, that's the joke. Mean, that's the joke. That's not the joke. He didn't mean to say that. He, Jacob's not that smart. He just said note. that. My For those who don't smart. know, F sharp okay. and a G flat's the same note. <laughs> Jacob didn't. Jacob didn't think about that until after called, he said it. It's called inharmonic. If you want to be clever. Let's but yeah, no, uh, I said something kind of semi right. <laughs> Oh, my head already hurts. But yeah, uh, John Lennon, such an inspiring man, you know? Anyways, speaking of John Lennon... John Lennon said, boy, that G-flat sure sounds like a F-sharp, John Lennon, 1972. <laughs> Dude, it's funny because he literally had no music training, so I could just imagine he's sitting there, like, writing Imagine, and he accidentally plays, like, a e flat and he's like, oh, Yoko, this, this E-flat kind of sounds a lot <laughs> like a D-sharp. <laughs> Dude... And then there's Yoko who just doesn't even bother singing in tune at all. No, she just does like that screaming stuff she does. She's like, hey, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that. that Dude, singing that's in the tune. funniest crap. Have y'all seen that clip? Dude, of, I have. I have. Have you seen the clip I'm talking about where, where it's Yoko and Ch Yoko, Lennon, and Chuck Berry? And Lennon's like playing with his yes. hero. And you just hear Yoko. Yes. They had to cut her mic out because she they kept banging a drum and going, like, going like, yeah. Like, well, they're playing Johnny B. Good. <laughs> I know, I feel like right? I've seen they, that, and she she starts singing, and she's like, "Wait a second, I don't hear myself. What's wrong? What's going on?" And uh, somebody, there's, <laughs> and somebody commented on that video. Imagine being, imagine watching this uh, this program and seeing all three legends in the same room. One, John Lennon. Two, Chuck Berry. Three, the guy who cut Yoko's mic. <laughs> dude, dude, singing in tune, dude, singing in tune. That's just way too organized for Yoko. Yeah, no, it's like the old. That's like the old Norm Macdonald bit where it was like a, he was like he was like today Yoko Ono played a concert sold out and even shocking news Yoko Ono sold out a concert. Yeah, you know, guys, I can Boy. sing in perfect tune. I just I can only sing C three, and that's it. Do it. You know, I just can sing in perfect note. tune. I could sing in perfect tune. I just need auto tune so I can do it. This probably won't actually be a C three, but I'm gonna attempt it right now. Okay. 
You would not believe your eyes of 10 million fireflies lit up the world as I fell asleep. Cause they fill the open air and leave teardrops everywhere. You think me rude, but I would just stand and stare. Look, you're not, this is the thing. You're not out of tune. You're just microtonal. That's exactly what I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I see what you, I see what you did there. He's, he's poly microtonal. That's actually a talent, guys. But actually, actually, you were pretty close to a you C, don't have not perfect, C3, you don't, but... You don't have perfect I do have pitch, perfect. Austin. Yes, no, I do. don't. Lie, lie. I was about to say, actually, lie. I do have perfect... He does perf- have perfect pitch! That's a lie. That's my only talent, man. I have perfect pitch. Hey, no. your, your other talent... It's also you're really good at having a clean toilet. I don't know. Austin, how you we do gotta it. do we gotta do like Rick Beato every time. I you know how it, you know how Rick Beato does those videos where he, he like really? plays a random note and his son knows it. We all do that with you. Get millions of views. Yeah, I know, right? My boss already did that though, and um, I aced it. But anyways, um, yo, there's actually a test online. I took this test about four years ago, and um, I'm gonna do it again eventually, probably live, just to prove it. Yeah, you gotta do but it live. Then they'll know for it's sure. It's like the know? only thing that I can flex, you know. Yeah. Hey, man, it's it's a talent that like I would kill to have. Anyways, so how about speaking speaking of, of, speaking of John of Lennon? John Lennon. How about earlier? So in short, I was watching this guy named Parlogram Auctions on YouTube, and it's this guy that does a bunch of uh, videos on like Beatle vinyl pressings and different masters and stuff, mixes and stuff that got onto records. And I saw some interesting ones. Like there's one, um, you know. There's a remix, there's a mix of Revolver, or not Revolver, there's a mix of Tomorrow Never Knows that actually made it onto the first couple pressings of Revolver in the mono in the mono mix, and they didn't notice until after it had already been pressed, so they had to get rid of it afterwards, and it's only, and they've never released it digitally either, it's only on the mono mix of these rare versions of Revolver that you can find, and, you know, they're already first pressings of a Beatles album, a UK Beatles album at that too, so they're they're already going to be really expensive, and then the fact that they have a rare mix on them now makes them even more expensive. But that's not the only one. I found one that's really interesting to me because so I started the guy sort of inspired me to go and start looking at more of these mono mixes, and I found one. There was a single ver- so I'm the Walrus by the Beatles. All right, there's the very distinct yeah that very distinct opening of that e that electric piano that pianet. Well there's two different versions of it. If you listen to the mono mix of it, it actually, the the stereo mix, it does six. It goes like, goes in six. But then the mono version just goes, it goes in four. And there's another mix that I actually saw that actually does seven. So there's like three. I guess John Lennon just did whatever wow. he felt like on each version, but or it was just cut different ways. Maybe the version that's seven is actually on the anthology. The version that's four is the mono mix, and the version that's six is the stereo mix. But neither, only one of these versions has something I noticed too, or actually technically two. So if you listen to the anthology mix of "I'm the Walrus," which is like I think it's like take sixteen on anthology, there's a bit where John Lennon messes up right before the part where he says yellow matter custard and he just goes like yellow la who it's like at a minute and 30 seconds in and it's because when they play the bit you know with the part where he's like i'm crying you know the little bit right before that part they actually recorded it with another ball another little piece of him doing the bit from the opening where it goes like you know but it's only on the anthology version and pe- I guess people thought for a while now that it never got released, but I actually went and checked. It did get released in the, when Capitol records released, I am the Walrus as a single, it actually had it on there with strings and everything on it. So they recorded it and I looked it up and it turns out there's a whole community of people looking for this because there was a full version of I am the Walrus recorded that has both the seven opening and it has the little extra piece before the yellow matter custard part that's never been released. It's lost media. And the closest thing they have is when Capitol reissued the Beatles Rarities album, they mixed the mono mix. They mixed the version that was six for the opening with the version that had the extra little bridge part. And they mixed them together. 
and that's the closest thing, but it's not because it's a mix. It's not, it's, or they sort of spliced them together. It's not an actual recording and it's the craziest thing. So like I'm telling, I'm, I encourage you guys, uh, I'll send a link to an internet archive, you know, post that I found this on and it's, I'm the walrus take 17 and it'll say us version, go to one thirty in that, and then go to one thirty in the official upload that's on the Beatles channel. And it, it, it'll shock you. It's crazy. There's a whole little, it's obvious. It's not massive. It's not like it changes anything ma- on a massive scale, but it's cool to know that there's a tiny little part of something that isn't in any other version of this song. That's only in, that's only in this one for some reason. And it's crazy to think about, yeah. you know? Yeah. Pretty crazy. And it gets you thinking about how there's different mixes of different songs depending on, you know, right. Where you know, like, like think about this, um, that's sort of like if you pay attention well on Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys, the mono master of that album has, you can hear studio chatter in the background of it. And and then in the stereo version, they cut that out. And apparently that wasn't a mistake. That was Brian Wilson's purpose. You know, he purposely had the studio chatter going on in the background. I mean, you can hear on Here Today on the mono mix, you can literally hear him going like yelling cut in the background before this little bridge part in it. So, I mean, it gets me thinking about how back in the day, they just sort of let things like that slide. Things were rougher back then in the world of recording. Yeah. I wonder if it's also kind of like, oh, you know what? Like listening to it back, it's kind of like a cool little like thing to have in there, you know? Sometimes yeah. I I hear uh, like certain like mistakes or like mess ups like that, that they, you know, seems like they keep it in because I guess it sounded cool. Like if you listen to some of uh, Blink-182's old stuff, uh, Tom's uh, recording hardware was really janky at the time. So you'll hear these guitar like, uh, I don't want, I don't know if squeaks are the word, has this really just high peep sound. And um, I thought that was intentional. It sounded cool. But when I looked it up, they're like, oh, no, that was just, you know, that's just kind of how the gear sounded. And I was like, well, I thought that was a really cool element that they kept. And I, I think it's a cool little sound effect. That you hear across the album, so I, you know, it's kind of cool. If you could control it, then it would be really cool. That's the thing. You gotta if if the timing is right, boom, dude. Send it into Studio One Pipeline. See if you can sample it. The impulse response. Mm. That'd be funny. You know what? That's a great idea. Um, it's a cool sound. It really is. And I'm thinking, you know, that gets me thinking, Austin. You actually had a video. Think about what we were talking about with "I'm the Walrus." You know how the opening is six four. You know you sent a video and I've watched it already, but like, I think it'd be cool about the difference between three, four and six, four. Okay. We'll get to that in a second, but okay, first, well, I, see. Um, I, there's another, I had, I had literally a perfect, another, a perfect segue into it. Also, just going to ignore it. As yep. usual. Okay. 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 <laughs> we all know. Let me just, let me just present this. All right. Let me just present this. So we have another Beatles topic and we also have that. Which one would you rather get into? I guess we'll do the, the other, other Beatles, Beatles one. The other Beatles topic was the Sergeant Pepper. Let's Sergeant get the Pepper Beatles zone. over with, right. man. I'm done with the Beatles. Just boom, boom, boom. That's I, it. That was like the first question I asked Jacob, too. The first question, how we got into music with each other. Uh, he was live streaming. I was like, you ever heard of the Beatles? And you he was know like, the Beatles? And he was like, he was like, he was like, he was like I don't know. What the, the, the who? What? The cockroaches? Is that what you said? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like bugs. Like bugs are nasty. You know, um, a little off topic, but I'm just going to say real quick, I had a, uh, a haircut or, you know, yeah, haircut, you know, month or two back and uh, my hairstylist, she was, you know, I was talking to her about like some of the music I made and like angels and airwaves. And she was talking to me because she also listened to angels and airwaves and some of blink and or she, more to blink. And she's like, yeah, you know, if you like the, the, these songs, you know, by AVA, you should check out like Sergeant Peppers by the Beatles. And I'm like, you know, what? I think I will. And I, I haven't yet, but I still want to before, I, you know, my next appointment because i want to be like yo guess what i checked out wait who said you should check out sergeant pepper uh my my hairstylist i i've only no, seen her should, once you should uh, check but, out you, know. you should check out check out magical mystery tour and be like i checked out sergeant pepper it's so magical mystery tour is so much better <laughs> such yeah, a better I, album. I, just, I couldn't get into sergeant peppers it kind of sucked um that'd be funny it was weak that's why ringo's that's why ringo's drums sounds like a trash can Dude, my guitar. Dude, Sergeant I, Pepper. I prefer Colonel Pepper, dude. Colonel I prefer Doctor Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Yo, Austin. Let me or, or both of you. Let me ask. 
our last episode was that before I bought the three thirty five or was that uh, after? Before. I think it was. Oh, no, wait. I think I think you bought I, it like I while think I we bought were it. recording it. No, I bought it that night. I went to Guitar Center, and the guy I talked to at Guitar Center is a really cool dude. He was talking to me about like he also likes Blink and Angels and Airwaves. He's like, dude, if you love Angels and Airwaves, you gotta check out Pink Floyd. I'm like, all right. So I go home yeah, and I talk to you, my mom like, mom, like, like this Floyd. guy was telling me to check out Pink Floyd. She's like you're not going to like Pink Floyd. That's for people who do acid. They're like, sit back. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't checked it out yet. I don't know if that's true or not. I think you'd like Pink Floyd. Just listen to... I think so too. I think you should listen to Echo Metal first. M-E-D-D-L-E. That's a good... What you... Okay, well, Austin, what were you about to say though? You said you had a favorite Beatles. What? You said something about that. Well, first off, the best Pink Floyd song is the last one on um, Dark Side of the Moon, in my opinion. I can't Eclipse? remember the name of it, but... Eclipse? I, yeah, I think that's it. There's the one with all the choirs and stuff. I don't think. But that, anyways... That's true. That's It's called Eclipse. Think, yeah, Austin. Okay. Think. So, think. Um, <laughs> my favorite Beatles song... Think, Mark. My favorite songs from Sgt. Pepper are Strawberry Fields and uh, The Benefit of Mr. Kite. I like Strawberry Fields and uh, Lovely Rita. Because Ringo's snare drum sounds like a trash can on that one. That's awesome. Don't you love it when weird sounds sound awesome in the right context? Yeah, no, like they yeah. they, they literally at that during the production of like Sgt. Pepper, they literally only mic'd Ringo's drum from the bottom. They only mic'd the snare from the bottom. And I don't know what reverb or whatever they added to because normally a bottom doesn't sound like this, but it literally sounds like some dude banging on the lid of a trash can. Like it's literally just like bow, bow, bow. It's the la- most metallic, rattly sounding snare drum and it's amazing. That's pretty cool. I love it. I'm listening to it right now. I remember for Angels and Airways' first album, they used a lot uh, of sounds from a filing cabinet. And they like they sampled it a lot, and they got a lot of like marching sounds from it. I thought that was always. Oh yeah, no, cool. you can do all sorts of stuff. Was it? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I know the Beatles on one song. I know we're talking about them a lot, but the Beatles on one song, they uh, used a fire bell. On one song, they used a fire bell for uh, everybody's got something. Everybody's everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey. That was the song, and they had a what does fire a fire bell. bell sound like? It was like a, it was like a ding 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 ding. It was like a, they were banging it, you know, using like a drumstick to make this real like real quick sound. But no, like I like Austin was bringing up earlier. I forgot I had even sent this, but I remember it now. Internet Archive, if you go on Internet Archive, it's straight copyright infringement. There's, like, so many, like, you know, if you try to actually look up a Beatles album itself, they'll be like, you have to go to iTunes and buy it, you know. But if you actually go and, like, look up, you can find bootleg albums where people will just throw in the actual Beatles songs on there, and they can, you can just listen to them for free. That's great. But no, Dude, I'm looking at them right now. And they've got like actual like stems from the song. Yeah, song here too. no, it's crazy. So they had, and the, the craziest thing you'll hear is, and it's almost weird. It's almost like unnerving to hear it, but they have monitor mixes. So they literally have recordings of the Beatles listening to the songs through the monitors. That's what that like is. It, wow. It sounds like absolute crap, but apparently that's what it is. I'm going to listen to the one for Lucy in the Sky. Hey, Austin, uh, I was checking out your equipboard, and I was going to say, there is no way this is fully uh, stocked up. Like, you have more than this, don't you? Yeah, I have not filled it out. Sorry. I hope you are. I want to see everything you have, man. Yeah, I might take Mine's back to Mine's up to date, as far as I know. Hopefully, Speaking when, of I'm, it. Hopefully when I'm editing this episode, I'll... Um, be reminded and go and do it yeah for sure dude i i it was funny i clicked on uh i clicked on her 280 pros it went to artists who use it and i actually i forgot and i stumbled upon my own picture i'm like hey let's go anyways what were you saying coker good times man good times what was i saying uh something about sergeant pebbles Oh, Sergeant Pebble, yeah. (laughs) Say pebbles yeah you said pebbles no but yeah no it's a cool thing fun time today yeah, it's a cool thing to hear, though, because it's like it sort of puts you more into that world than anything else could. The fact that you can literally listen to them, listen to it like that's definitely man. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. like Good times. I know Paul always liked to like put in his baseline near the end because he t- 
took forever to figure it out what he wanted. Yeah. No. And I mean, uh, the more you look into that stuff, the more interesting it is. Like I'm the walrus, you know, they had, they were so poor on keeping the time on that song that Paul McCartney had to literally stand there and he couldn't play bass because he had to sit there and play a tambourine to act as like a metronome. So they'd stay on beat and yeah, tambourine. Yellow tambourine. (laughs) Sorry. No, and they um (laughs) and then another point, like they were trying to figure out what to do for that last little bit. And uh I can't figure out what the word is, but it's that thing where you play chords that gradually either ascend or descend, and you don't necessarily keep going down, but the chords in a sense keep going down, so it makes it feel like you're doing that when you're really not. I can't remember the word. It's also in Mar- it's in Super Mario 64 when you go to this endless staircase. It's that weird. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's Shepherd's the weird, tone. Yeah. It's the weird sort of psycho. Yeah, that. And they did that. And then like George Martin was like, oh, well, it's not weird. It, the, like John Lennon were like, it's not weird enough, George. We need something else. So George was like, George Martin was like, okay, well, how about I get the dudes that sang Hi Ho from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and get them to sing... I think it was like hoompa hoomp. They sing like that. And you can hear it too. They go hoompa hoompa. Stick it up, you jumper. That's what they <laughs> sing at the last bit. So it's the seven dwarves. Nice. And then you get the seven dwarves. And then you got these bunch of ladies doing like in the background. And they just added that in. And it's crazy to think that like, even now that's too weird. That's so, that's so weird to think a pop song would have. And even now it's weird. Like and they were doing yeah. that back 50 years ago. Yeah. If anything, they sure were creative. They sure made sure to do things that in the song in the songs that nobody had really done before. I remember I heard a story that one that uh, whenever they would get bored, they would run down to the closet where they had a bunch of effects and just do stuff with them. Yeah, no, that's crazy too. I mean, because they had literally the perfect studio to do that too. Because EMI had like all the equipment in the world that anybody could want to use, and right. I mean, like, I there's a recording you can hear when uh they were recording the during the get back session sessions, you know, let it be and all that they were recording, and they were talking about because at the time, you know, because they filmed the whole thing. That's what that new movie coming out's about, and they didn't know if they were going to make it a TV show or anything. Oh, did you know I'm going to be on that movie? By the way, yeah, dude, Jacob makes. I'm a playing cameo. John Lennon. Yep. No, I'm just playing John Lennon. Lennon. Yeah. Yep. No, but um, <laughs> they um, and like before they knew that they were gonna, gonna do it, be before great. they came up, John with Lennon, nineteen seventy, two thousand twenty twenty one. Oh man, no, but before they hey, can make, hey, oi, 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 Billy Corgan's my cousin in it, John Lennon, twenty twenty one. No, but before they, man, could that all Tom make the Long decision. guy makes pretty decent music. John Lennon, nineteen seventy two, before he was even okay, born. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, let the man uh, go. Let the man no, go. But um, before they could even finish, like, before they had to even come up with the idea to do the concert on the rooftop, they had this, uh, they originally were going to plan at, like, some big, huge venue. And they were worried about it because they didn't know how to get all the effects for these songs out. And, like, yeah. it is crazy to think that, like, the thing, though, is, is, like, it was being done. They weren't talking about, like, oh, how are we going to get an orchestra? No, they were like, John Lennon was like, oh, how are you going to make a that weird phaser pedal sound? When J- Jimi Hendrix and people around their, you know, their peers were going in and already performing with these sounds, the Beatles were like, I don't know how we're going to do it. And it's not going to sound good. And it's crazy to think that they were that unconfident in themselves to perform with that stuff, that they were, they had arguments about whether or not it would even sound good. Right. Yeah. I saw a video of Paul McCartney demonstrating the Mellotron, and he oh, yeah, pretty a- much showed what it was originally intended for. It was originally intended that you could play like um, back recordings of backing musicians playing like for a certain chord in a certain groove, and then you could just sing over it. Yeah. Um, but of course, that ain't what it be. That ain't what it was used for. Yeah. No. And like. You think about how the Mellotron is still a sound that people want today. Like, it's crazy to think about that. And then sometimes, you know, like, you can get a Mellotron sounding pretty real, even today. Angels and Airwaves used one some of their older music, yeah. I noticed. 
like a Mellotron, you can easily get a Mellotron to sound really real and have it, you know, you can have it make the same vibrance as an orchestra. If you just, you know, put enough work into it, you can make it sound really good. And, you know, not even, you won't to the point where you can't even tell it's a Mellotron anymore. I bet Austin can make it sound really good. Anyways. What's your favorite sound so, yeah. a Mellotron makes? I like the... Listen uh, to Strawberry Fields and you'll hear it. Yeah. I like the flute. I like the strings. I like... There's a good piano that the Mellotron has. I like the vibraphone, too. That's a really good one. My favorite sound is the... I don't... What? It, it, it Sometimes they go... You know what I mean? Um, no, I don't. I don't know what you mean. Oh. Are you talking about when like the tape runs out and it just starts going like... Yes. Oh, okay. We figured it out, Austin. We cracked the code. <laughs> cracked the code. Oh, man. I, I like that sound that goes... Old John Lennon, 1967. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's just... Yeah, no. I like that sound... Oh, John, can we get that one sound that's like <laughs> John Lennon while recording Revolution Number no. Nine, nineteen sixty-eight? We have fun here, boys. We have fun. We do be gotten fun. I we don't do know to be you. having fun. We do be funning up in this club, up in this joint. Austin, you know, I put I put some smiley face EQ on my voice. How does that sound? What? Like smiley face EQ. You like the smiley Completely face EQ, buddy? Completely unnecessary. You like it? You like it, buddy? No, I do not. I thought it sounded pretty good. <laughs> well, you have hearing loss, so your opinion no. isn't valid. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you really? Did you just make fun of his disability, dude? What? Oh, no. No. I'm just how about, kidding. Okay. Cool. How about I went to music? How about I went to a record store today? Actually, I drove all the way to Sumter, which is like. 45 minutes away from me. I went all the way there to go get some records. Nice. What'd you get? I got, um, so I picked up 10 CC's album. How dare you? I picked up velvet underground's album. I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one with sweet Jane and rock and roll and, uh, who loves the sun. So can't remember it, but yeah, I picked up the beat meet the Beatles the Capitol album. I picked up. I picked up. Picked up. I picked up the Beatles' second album from Capitol. I uh, picked up Rubber Soul, the Capitol version. Uh, I picked up. Uh, I think that's about it. I think that's all I picked up. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's about it. Indeed. Well, shall we have that? A uh, perfect segue that you were talking about earlier. Yes, we shall. We'll do a little rewind. Seamless transition. Back, back to the, back to the, you know, back to the coal mine. Back to the, back to the, I am the walrus time signature being in 6-8. Austin sent a good video about three, four, the difference between 3-4 and 6-8. Seamless. We did it, boys. Or gals. Oh, we'll do gals for the rest of this episode. Ladies. Ladies! Have y'all... Oh, no, we don't need to segue. Austin, Austin, go! So, did you guys know that 3-4 is not the same as 6-8? Yes. Sorry. So, here's the thing. The real difference between the two is how it's written and how it's felt. Not really how it's played or how it's really counted. Like, technically, of course, you could count three in 6-8, and you could count two sets of three as six, right? But, like, um, the official distinction between the two of them is that 3-4 three, four, three, four counts three, while 6-8 counts two. And this is indeed the difference between 3-4 and 6-4, if you're wondering. So, basically... Um, Compound meter, uh, this video explains it so well, it'll be in the description, um, but like compound meter has like strong beats and then weaker beats. Um, so like the strong beats are one, two, three, four, five, six, you feel? So you see how there's two strong beats in six, eight? Yes. 
Whereas with one, two, three, it's one, two, three, one, two, three. And of course yes. you could go one, two, three, one, two, three. But yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm the walrus is actually a good example of it because it doesn't go like it goes you know it goes in twos isn't that just isn't it just in four four then like no 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 it goes because it does six because it does six it goes one it's like one two three four five six one or yeah one two three four five six one two three four five six you can hear it on the stereo mix it's only on the mono ver- like I said earlier, the topic earlier, like the 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 mono mixes are the only ones that go in four four. No, that's just the intro though. Like I was thinking that was just half a measure. No, yeah. Well yeah, but I mean either way it's a good example. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, exactly. But yeah, this video in the description, if you have any questions about it, it should help I you. I have out. a couple. And uh and there's does, a quiz it, yeah, at, there's a like, quiz at the end. Hold on. It's like, uh, what is it? I had a conversation with my Spanish teacher because she's like, she was like, went to college and stuff for music. And she could, I don't know why she couldn't comprehend the fact that six, eight, and three, eight weren't the same thing. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, nine, eight's pretty crazy too. And she's like, Coker, that's just three sets of three. Nine, eight? <laughs> yeah. Technically, that is correct. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's compound some, triple. But- yeah, but no, but think about no, but think about like Blue Rondo. Think about the you know the Roman style of nine eight. You know one two one two one two one two three one two one two one two one two three. That's still nine eight. Yeah. It's not three sets of three though. It's three sets of two and then a set of three. That's like that um, mixed meter or whatever that's called. Uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of, I wanted to provide further context to help our boys in understanding the difference between three fours and six eights. And this video says it. Uh, if you want to watch it, go watch it. But he he specifically said that uh, a three three or three four sorry has more of a waltz feel. The da 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 da. While a six eight uh, swings like a pendulum. Yeah, and like six eight is more likely to be swung because of course it's eighth notes. That's why um six like explaining six eights as a pendulum sound makes it make a lot more sense. Uh, because like you kind of like you get that like downswing, you you get that upswing, and you go back down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Think about um plant life by Al City. Yes, that's a great example. That that song taught me like a that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, probably me too. To be honest, all those years ago. Good song though, by the way, boys. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of the a lot of the songs from Thomas the Tank Engine are written in six eight as well. It's a fun time signature. Yeah, um, like like uh, Henry's theme Henry's, from yeah. Thomas. You know what's it's, funny it's though? Not, you know, Blink One Eighty Two has a six eight song, and I think it might be their only six eight song. Don't quote me on that. But do I know what it's called? Pendulum? It's called it's called six eight. <laughs> <laughs> that's like no, it's that's on the like a, that's like a album. It's called six eight. Whoa! Spotify updated on PC. What? It okay, looks you so gotta post different. That. You gotta post that right now. You gotta post six eight in the description. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, oh, that's like uh, what is it? That's like Dave Brubeck. All of Dave Brubeck's albums that are like five, in four. weird, all in weird that that Take are all five. in weird. The all the ones that are in like odd times signatures have like some just awful pun for the name. Take five. Yeah, yeah like take five. You Except take, that one isn't that bad. There's like take five. Uh, I think it's like, there's one that's like three to go. And there's one that's just straight up called 11 4. 11 4. You got a favorite post that song one too. is 11 4. Oh, that's cool. What time signature is it in? 11 Which one, 4. Austin? I mentioned a lot. Wait, what's the um? What's the count for 11 4? How does that sound? Is this oh, one, two, three, four, five, six? Well, no, like it's, it's four, so one, it's the same. Two, one, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, one, two, three. Four. Oh. I mean, it's a four count, so it's nothing special. Oh, I mean, it's I a quarter know. note I'm count is what I mean. Then, huh? but, <laughs> nah, but like, um, what about, uh, there's a song, I believe um, it's in 15 sixteenths. 15 sixteenths. Uh, it's the final battle theme of Final Fantasy VI called Dancing Mad. The final movement of it, anyway, there's four movements. Have you ever heard that song, Dancing Mad? Nope, nope. Do they I don't dance play Final mad? Fantasy. Nope. It does. If you want to dance to it, you'll be pretty crazy once you... There's another song that has a weird time as a signature I'm thinking of. So, there is a group, and it sort of gets me onto something. 
you know, uh, th- there's this group I've really been into lately called the Stranglers, and they were like a they they started off as a soft punk group or a soft pop group in the seventies, but then eventually over time they sort of got forced into that whole realm of like punk. And they, they did a lot of, you know, they were one of the first punk bands to use, uh, like odd time signatures in their music. And they did one song though, after they left punk and became more of a pop group, they did a song called golden Brown, which switches between six, eight and which switches, it switches between six, eight and 13, four. Very nice. Or thir- or thirteen four and six four. So like the opening is yeah, like math rock. The opening is like you know, so it goes like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, you know. And then it just it goes like dun do do dun dun, you know, just six four. Speaking of that though, um that kind of reminds me of a video that I posted to the chat. If we want to move on, there's a video that yeah. I I posted called "Making," essentially called "Making Lo-Fi Hip Hop the Hard Way," and part of that was this guy did. Um, he made his beat with three measures of four four, and then one measure of nine eight. So wow, he basically the whole time signature is. 33 30 seconds um but the way the reason he did that is he wanted just he wanted the last measure to be ever so slightly slower than the others but the funny thing is you barely even notice unless you're listening for it wow and like even when i tried to really count it out it didn't really work for me uh, at first like it took me a few tries to actually keep the count steady oh yeah and no that I was the noticed. same thing with me and um golden brown because i remember i'd listen to it at first and i'd be like is it seven no no because then there's the six. Oh no you know and then i literally had to look it up for someone to be like oh it's 13 yeah it's seven plus six yeah no it's it's such a it's a cool thing experiment like i'll tell you guys this the new sweet tuesday album that me and ronnie have been working on we um there's a song on there where the opening is done in nine nine uh it's done in nine four, and then the rest, the middle, most of the song is in four four. But then the last bit, there's a bit at the game where it switches back to nine four for the last little bit of it. Mm-hmm. And then we cool. we did one song that we're not going to use because I hate it. It's an awful song we did, and it, it was in seven four. But you know that's like that's like my that's like little tykes my first odd time signature. You know, little tykes. That's literally oh. is like no no offense to not seven four seven four is awesome, but whenever anybody has the idea, I want to use an odd time signature. They don't go like to the actual interesting ones like nine eight or you know thirteen four or eleven four or fifteen sixteenths. You know they go seven four because that's what all the math rock bands use seven four seven four because all the prog rock bands use it. That I will agree with. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I mean, seven. Peter One, Gabriel's two, probably three, the, four. I will say Peter Gabriel probably does it in the most creative way because the way he does it is he uses the last, he uses the actual like syllables of seven for it, you know? So it goes like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three. He actually uses the seven. Hmm. He actually plays two beats on that. So, you know, it's Salisbury Hill, by the way, which is a famous song, you know, like, Salisbury Steak? Salisbury, Salisbury Hill. Dang it. Yeah, and it's it literally, you can hear it in the song too. The drum beat is like, boom, 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 you know, it goes in seven. And it does it really creatively because you don't even feel it, you know. Yep. That's cool. But then all yep, the all yep. the people who want to be create you know want to be all the want to be all the try hard times odd time signature people who use seven four they're just like you know it just they do it in a way it purposely sounds weird instead of trying to be creative and find a way where it sounds natural despite being weird. Honestly, the weirdest I've ever gotten with time signatures so far is five four. So five really? four is a good one because five four has a very. I like the way five four feels. It it does the same thing that nine eight does. 
Because nine eight, you know, you have that like one two one two one two one two three one two. You know, have the real, you have the bouncy bit, and then you have the bit yeah. where it slows down. Five four does the same thing, you know, like that. Yeah, you have the Star Wars themes in five four. Yeah, no, and then you got also Mission. I meant to say this earlier. Oh yeah, Mission Impossible too. But um, I meant to say this earlier. But do you know that song from West Side Story called America? Yeah, yeah. That one is a perfect example of switching between 3-4 and 6-8. Jacob, do you know it? No, I don't. I'm kind of surprised. But you know that part where it goes, I'd like to be in America. You can feel it right there because like it goes, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, oh, 6, no. 1, 2, 3. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3. <sighs> Literally the way that the syllables that they're singing is counting 6-8 and 3-4. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. No, and that's like uh, the one Beatles song, um, We Can Work It Out. It goes from like, you can hear it too. It goes like, you know, like the bit where it's like, dun, 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 dun. you know, it's four, four, but then you get the part where it's like the little bridge part where he's like, dun, dun. and then it goes like, we're fussing at one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. You know, it goes into threes or technically nine. You could call it nine, eight because it's three sets of three, but it, it's three, four. They, you know, ain't going to call it nine, eight. They could, if they wanted to be complicated, but the Beatles didn't know how to read sheet music. They weren't going to make it complicated. Yeah. They just they didn't even yeah. know it was three four. They were just like they're like, oh look, it sounds like a waltz. It sounds like a waltz. John Lennon, nineteen sixty four. We've been roasting. It, I that. mean, it always sounds like off, a though. waltz, George. Ni- John Lennon, nineteen sixty eight. John, John. Oh no, no that's yeah, John, the George. You know, John. You ever had listen to this? Look, it's in nine eight. One two one two one two one two three one two one two one two one two three. Ain't that <laughs> something? I just. I just want to play me drums in that music video just for once. Play you guys. <laughs> okay. No, but anyways, dude, I, I can imagine Ringo just like crying, trying to figure out how to play five four. <laughs> like Ringo's just like, it doesn't like, make oh, sense. It doesn't make sense. What's what's what is that? And then he, and Ringo then probably, like ten years nah, later, that's a lie. Be, Ringo probably could freaking jam out in five four. I bet he could. But then, like, it's like 10 years later, he goes and watches Star Wars. Here's the opening theme. He's like, oh, I get it now. I get it now. I understand. He's like, no, in he- the theaters, like, it makes sense. No, I'm sure, like, Take, yes. five was, Take Five was a big hit. I'm sure they probably heard that song. I wonder, I'm going to look that yeah. up while you guys continue. I'm going to look up if there are any Beatles songs that were in, um, like, okay. odd time I mean, signatures. It- all if right, we're done with let's that, move on then. Uh, I, I wanted to transition to this before we talked about this topic. So, uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry, of, I'm sorry. Hold up, hold up. I just found it already. All You Need Is so Love is 7-4. Well, there you go then. All You yeah. Need Anyways. To Love is 7-4. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my take of that song. Anyways, um, as earlier as I was speaking, so last episode, I believe, I was talking about like, yo, I want to get this 335. It's going to be so cool. Uh, So that night, I went to the Guitar Center and I purchased it. And they, we haven't recorded extra reverb in like five months because Coker uh, hates us or something. Uh, and then this week, actually, it was a few weeks ago when I ordered it. This week, not only did I get a new guitar again, so it was like two episodes in a row, I'm like, yeah, I got this new guitar. You guys aren't going to believe what guitar it is. Do you guys want to guess? Well, you two already know, so there's no oh, point wait, in doing this. It's know. the Tom DeLonge guitar. I did it, boys. I got it. It's rad. You know, I teased the idea of getting one for a long time. Uh, I'm sure I've talked about it on this podcast. Uh, it's, the, uh, it's the Gibson 333, uh, ES333, or the actual... Is it a Gibson know, or an Epiphone? No, so I was going to say, I got the Epiphone, which is like, the you're ha-ha, you're poor. Uh, here's kind of the same thing, which, to be fair, I, I, I kind of like the Epiphone more, because Epiphone has a matte finish, while the Gibson has a glossy finish, and I don't like that as much. Although, I think the Gibson version, uh, the frets are black, which looks a lot cooler. But yeah, I did it. Uh, I'm sure you're seeing a picture on screen, unless I could send it to Austin. Uh, love it. Uh, I'm if still playing around with it. If he doesn't send a picture, just, just put a, if he doesn't send a picture, put a can of Tahitian treat. That works too. It's basically the same shape. If he doesn't send a picture, I'm going to put up a, the picture of Matt Thiessen playing his. Dude, actually, yeah, we found out Matt Thiessen from Lion K. You know, you may have heard him in Fireflies. He was in Fireflies. Yes, he he was. Uh, he I yeah, guess he he's also laugh. a big fan of Blink One Eighty Two, and he also has a Epiphone of ES Three Thirty Three. I found that Did out. Did you when listen I, to any of 
no, not yet. I haven't, had, I haven't had time, when but you I'm hear, going to. When you hear pressing on, that one sounds exactly like it could have been a Blink song. Just saying. Anyways, awesome. go on. As I was going to say, oh crap, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, I was updating my equip board. I'm like, wait, Matt Thiessen has one? What? I wish he played it in the 2018 Owl City Tour, but that's okay. Um, cool guitar, sounds sick. Uh, at first, I was like, I wonder if it's going to sound any different. You know, I have the Epiphone ES335, you know, it's not a huge difference. Then I realized the pickups are different, uh, completely different. Uh, this guitar uh, has not only Dirty Fingers, which I think is made by Gibson, I want to say. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'll look that up in a sec. Uh, but there's only there's only one. There's only just those two pickups or one pickup. I don't know how you call it. In the middle of the guitar, you can't control it. You can't go like, oh, I'll use this pickup over this other one. It's just boom. It's just that. Also, if you notice, there's only one knob on the guitar. It's just it's just a tone knob. That's the only control you get on it. And part of that's really cool, uh, but part of that could be really limiting depending on how you like to play guitar. Wait, you don't like you don't have any volume? No, it's just tone. Dude, time to get a Arnie Ball expression pedal then. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I guess you can control it through the amp, but it, that that can only get you so far. There is there that does make it a little bit of a pain. Uh, but dude, I gotta say the tone is so cool. Uh, if you know playing with some distortion or delay or something, you turn down the tone for like a calmer part. But then the chorus hits, you just turn that all the way up and you just go bam, and it, it sounds sick. Uh, I only had it for like three days now, so it's a brand new guitar to me. I bought it used on Reverb.com. Shout out, this isn't sponsored. Reverb sponsor us. Actually, do um, I got a pretty good deal on it. It was in very good uh, condition, and I got it for. Should I say how much I got it for? Sure. I got it for. So the listing was for twelve hundred dollars, uh, and there was like five offers on it. So I'm like, I doubt I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna ask for a thousand. Uh, I'll have to double check that. I'll see what he says. And when I woke up the next morning, he accepted it. Oh, you know what? I have a picture right here. Uh, I got it final a uh, price. Oh no, I censored it. Of course, I censored it. I don't know why I censored it. If I'm just gonna go out and tell you guys how much I paid for it, uh, stall for me for a second. I'm gonna check reverb. Um. I got it for a good deal though. Uh, one second. Uh, you will not believe your eyes. Okay, so the total was uh a thousand two hundred and forty nine dollars. Uh, cause you know uh shipping, tax, all that good stuff. But yeah, it was in great shape. Like honestly, the pictures made some of the blemishes look worse than it actually is. Cause you know they're they're zoom ups. So I love it, yeah, man. I I I'm I'm excited to keep playing it. And what's cool with the three thirty three over the three thirty five is it's a lighter guitar. It's lighter, so you know it's always yeah, it makes it more it makes it like easier to play because it's like oh man it's not so heavy I can just yeah, I feel like I I have more control it's 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 kind of like driving a sedan over a van you know what I mean I, I don't know it just feels like you have more control over the guitar. Driving a sedan over a van, what does that mean? Well, what, driving where does a that van, come from? Driving a van is a different feel from driving a sedan. Oh, I, you okay? I thought you meant driving. Uh, like I thought you were. Did you mean like you thought he meant like monster truck style? Yeah, I thought you meant you were literally driving a sedan over a van. Yeah, <laughs> I, it doesn't matter. I have a monster truck. Woo! John Lennon, two thousand eleven. <laughs> it sounded like what's his face from Phineas and Ferb. I don't want to say his name and risk sounding. It racist. is. It is. It is. It is. But two Vincent No. <laughs> Bouncy? I don't know. I, I, oh, I, I, not Bouncy. What does that like, man? No, it was. It's <laughs> sorry. I didn't growl it like he does, but whatever. Yeah. Okay, so I got a ah, John Lennon. You are no use for my six shooter. <laughs> oh no! Behold, the Catherine the Ryanator. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay, no, but, no, uh, yeah, listen. Matt Thiessen from again from uh, you know you you've he's been in Owl City songs, uses the same guitar, so I thought that was a cool fact. All right, but the main thing with um with you buying this three thirty three is there's a lot of there's a question on a lot of people's lips, and I'm going to voice it right now. The thing everybody's thinking, hopefully, well, Jacob, now that you have this. What are you going to do with your 335? You guys really want to know? I'm going to keep it. 
Okay. I was kind of wondering, like, how are you going to use it? How are you going to use it differently? I don't know, man. Did you you have like 12 guitars? You're like, well, I got this new next up guitar. Time to sell this one. Yeah, it's true. Like, I, I do have I do have a quite a few guitars, um, but I only have two electrics. One is a Strat clone and another is a um, 335 You know, as this well. makes it my my third uh, electric guitar. I have my, like, standard Squire. I only really want one more electric guitar one day, and I want to get a new Strat. Like, having, like, a super cheap to Squire, I think it's just lame. Like, I want something cooler. You know, something by... I know Squire's yeah. owned by Fender, but I want a Fender. Or maybe it was something else. Uh, who else makes Strats? Uh, PV. I, yeah, I don't know. Just Someone Strat. Else. Just Fender. Well, I mean, that's they're the only ones that call it Strat, but yeah. But same style um, guitar, mostly. But yeah, uh, you know, semi-hollow over, just like I not semi-hollow. But I, I love solid. my 335, and getting the 333 isn't to replace it. It's just like, you know, one's just like this cool guitar that I feel like it's like my guitar you know no one else is really using oh, yeah, it yeah yeah it's like really, the same type of colors yeah it's the colors i would use but now i have just like uh, well this i mean it's the tom DeLong guitar like come on speaking of 335s yeah. how about i took my 335 that i built i finally got a hole routed out in the back so i could finally put the electronics in properly and have That's them actually good. let's go and i got a screw i have it a back plate on and everything that i took from an old les paul so you know, I out. want to okay, two things I want to say real quick. Uh now having both of these guitars, I don't I wasn't really planning on playing the 333 live if I were to be in that position. But like I'm pretty I, I think most I think artists usually have like more than one guitar on stage. Not on stage, yeah. but like, oh, I need to play this song in a different tuning. Well, there you go. This guitar is in yeah. that tuning. Um also what comes down with that, uh my second thing I was gonna say. I would love either a 333 or a different really like similar styled guitar. I want to customize it, man. I want to make it like, oh, these are like my colors. This is like my like like additions to it. And so like if I were to be in that position to play live, it's like, oh crap, that's that's the Jacob, that's his guitar. That's the guitar. That's so cool. You know, I don't want like I want a yeah. guitar that everyone plays, same color, like, you know, everyone has one already. I want it to be like, man, that's his guitar. He made that. Not literally, yeah. he didn't build it from scratch. He didn't go cut down a lumber piece of lumber, a piece of tree, and just made a guitar, but paint job yeah. wise, you know, maybe my own, like, you know, different type of pickups, my own tuning pegs. Uh, I really like, you know, those, you know, the metal things on, like, let's say, like the bottom of the guitar there that where the strings actually go through. Uh, on the 333, the I'm talking about right now. The gold ones, I, I've seen those, but like it's gold, looks so cool. I, I like I think that look is so cool, like a gold instead of the silver. Hmm. So um you're keeping the three thirty five mainly for like stage uses or like that's your guitar for now. That and would I think be that's a good idea because the color scheme of that is pretty cool. Yeah. That would be considered my main guitar, but like my behind the scenes at home guitar, not only am well, I probably really gonna using. play that more often, I might record with it. It just depends on like if it sounds better or not. If it doesn't you know, I guess I should use 335. Um, yeah. Which I do want to, I do want to. Speaking, I don't know. I might, I, I might sand down my, I'm probably going to go and sand down the 335 I have and repaint it. I want to give it like a cool psychedelic paint job. Yeah, that's, that, that could be what I do too. I could just like have the 335 be my main guitar and like, you know, cu cu customize that instead. But the thing is, the 333 is lighter than a 335. And that's why I wish the 333 was still in production because it's a great guitar. I like it's 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 probably an easier guitar to customize too, but it's not in production. You have to buy them used, and they're expensive, yeah. so it sucks. It really sucks. Uh, I don't know if you want to transition from that or not, but I do want to say because uh, uh, Coker wanted to bring up something about uh, recording an amp, and I'll let him get more in specifics for that. But I also wanted to say first, I finally recorded like my first Lucid Domino song um, through through guitar and amp. It's mostly guitar as of now. There might be some that be some synthesizer elements thrown in, but like it's mostly a relatively like not acoustic sound. It's not an acoustic song, but like it's like real instruments or at least real sounding instruments. And the way I did that Analog. is I used my a beautiful 335 and I recorded that all into Reason, uh, you know, DI just like straight into it with my Focusrite solo. And I actually reamped it with my Champion 100. Uh, and the way we did that is I didn't even get a reamp box. I actually just like, 
I used the output, you know, the headphones output from the Focusrite Solo to the amp, and we got decent results from it. Um, I do want to let you guys know, if you want to do that yourselves, wear ear protection. Uh, be extremely careful, because one mess up, you can, like, go deaf easily. Like, I hurt my ears pretty badly the first time I did it, because I think, I don't, I forget what it was. I think, it was, no, what it was, was... Direct Did monitoring on, was on, not yeah, through the focus right, but on reason it doesn't automatically, which I've since yeah, fixed. Yeah. But if you click I, on a on an audio you. track, it automatically turns it on. So what happened was I, told I you, turned on my be amp. Careful with that. I know I I thought I was, and I wasn't. You know I didn't think it all through. And the moment I turned it on, you just hear, <laughs> and like holy crap! Like I turned it off, my heart was racing, my ears were ringing. It was a whole thing. So now I wear my um my Sony XM4 headphones. It's just ear protection, uh, just in case, you know. I was gonna say earlier, where I work, we have a bunch of guitars, obviously, and I ended up picking up an SG for the first time in my life. We have a Gibson one right next to an Epiphone one, and the Gibson one has a natural wood finish. The Epiphone one is sheened. Um, I picked up the Gibson one, and I was surprised by how light it is and skinny too. It's so skinny. The Gibson one um, was lighter? I didn't pick up the Epiphone, but I would assume it was about the same. But this one was really, really light. And it was really like, like I said to the guys, it was like picking up a Les Paul, except it was half the weight. Um, and I like Les Pauls, so... But yeah, one of these days I'm going to get that, and I'm going to get an SG, and I want to get a Jaguar too. Les Pauls are pretty cool, man. That's why the I SG's like, the goat. I've already, I've been preaching the SG's praises. I, I was the first one in here to buy an SG. Now everybody's singing its praises because I did it. Because I'm the first to do it. Because he did it. Okay, I was ahead of the curb. I was ahead of the curb. Poker COG. Bought an SG back in 2018. Still love it. It's my baby. My little red cherry red baby. All right. It's Is a it little a beat up. No, nah, it's an Epiphone. You, you think okay. I got enough money to buy an episode uh, Gibson? Yes, I do. No, I don't. It's funny because okay. I say that we literally just got a beach house. I know, right? Really? We just are we in, it's a it's a it's a single wide trailer near the beach. Hey man, <laughs> it's so at the beach. No, my friend how about my friend was telling me the other day? He was like he was like, Man, I'd love to just buy a beachfront property, a big plot of land right in front of the ocean. Have I got a sale He's, for you? He said he said, No, I need to buy I wanna buy a big old plot of land right in front of the ocean. And then I just want to put a have all this beautiful looking land with all these beautiful houses, and then just put a double wide right to put a double wide trailer right there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, buy like a big plot of land in like Beverly Hills and put, just put like a double wide trailer on it. I would love to buy an RV on Alcatraz Island, John Lennon, nineteen seventy two. RV. Hey, John, I'm gonna put a double wide in Los Angeles. What? Or remind me never to move there. How about this? Okay, so I looked up what I was talking about earlier about the Beatles songs that have all time signatures. Apparently in Don't Let Me Down, there's a part where John Lennon's like, nobody ever does me like she does me. Oh, you yeah. Know. And then it switches to. That's 5-4. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah. They gave him that extra. It's crazy. To sing all those words. And then um, and then the verse, it has this weird rhythm, but it's still 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. Anyways, so that was an awkward pause. Sorry, guys. Yeah, no, so, but um, we're about done with this episode. Unless you guys have anything else to say. Yeah, uh, we're about you an did, hour. You haven't talked about your um. Oh, we didn't tell you, but we're gonna do two episodes, Jacob. Okay. Oh, yeah. today. Yeah. I'm about to make another espresso. <laughs> We're just going to wrap it up. Like, All right. Bye, guys. We hate you. See you next. For you, it'll be like two weeks from now. For us, it'll be instant. All right. Awesome. I, do the I can play you guys some some guitar before we go. Play that. Play your guitar, Jacob McDonald. I'll, I'll play the 333 through the mic. Yeah. Okay. 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 Step harder. All right, you ready? Yeah. Is it just sort of playing Wonderwall? Do you hear anything? I don't. I think Discord has got some updated noise suppression or something. 
because I don't hear a thing, Jacob. Do you, Jacob? Yeah, do you I'm have playing. Your, it's it's definitely in, Discord. <laughs> do you have your input sensitivity down? Do you want me to plug it into my amp instead? Not my amp, my interface. Uh, no. No. Okay, let's do it through Audacity. I'm gonna play the guys out. Well, in case we cut out the other parts, here, uh, here is the ending, and uh, it's Wonderwall, <laughs> technically. <laughs> Burp. Mm. Did you predict that? Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. This could be a sick riff, guys. Do you hear anything? Dude, you gotta turn off. Yeah, uh, we can't hear it. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Dude, Discord is in, dude, Discord is wilding, man. Is, is your Norse is your no is your no is your no, noise suppression on? It 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 shouldn't be. Hang on. No, it should not, but mine was. Uh is it should the green be on or off? Off, off on that switch. Off. Well then yeah, I don't know why you guys can't hear it. Wait, oh I see what happened. Okay. Uh in case we cut out everything. In case we fall, a uh, case uh, we we did it again. We cut the it. Burp again. This is like the eighth. This <laughs> is the eighth try from? because of Discord. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We got a sick riff for you guys. Uh, it's gonna be a really obscure chord progression. You guys have never heard this before. Okay. John Lennon, nineteen sixty-three. Let it, Let it be. be. John Lennon, 1970. It's not even a John Lennon song. I don't care. He said it. We're attributing quotes to him. Every quote is John Lennon. Thank you for joining us tonight on Extra Reverb. We've been John Lennon, John Lennon, and John Lennon. <laughs> And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye!